when it comes to family, um, we have to remember that Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. And that sword is his is the word of the kingdom, I believe. It's the word of the kingdom that separates his standard from everything else that is around you. And I think that all of us will be tested with family, whether it is our parents, whether it's our siblings, we're gonna be tested with family because the Lord needs to see where our, where our and we need to know where our loyalties mm. really lie. Hello, and welcome to Unlock the Kingdom Within You. This podcast explores the profound truth about what it means to be born into the kingdom, not a religion. On this podcast, we challenge the religious and denominational norms which shackle us from expressing the liberty of Christ by exploring the kingdom, the ecclesia, and citizenship. If you're born into the kingdom but lost in religion, then this channel is just for you. So thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Where mm. our loyalties really lie, and so that I find will be a normal kind of test. And you know, you have to be open to suffering. You have to be open to suffering. Now, <clears throat> I know that's not a that's not a a, a real popular thing. But what is the cross for? Jesus said, if you're going to be my disciple, you have to deny yourself. That That's a cross within itself for a lot of people. Deny yourself. Yeah, then yeah. picking up your cross and then following <laughs> him, right? So um, uh, we have to know what we're getting into. And he, he goes on to say, hey, no man who builds a tower does it unless he first counts up the cost. So be clear about what you're getting involved in. Not mm. that it's a bad thing. It's a different thing. It's the best thing. You know, um, my life was not supposed to be lived the way it was going. Even though I may have had some good times, all of those kind of things, but it was not going in the way that it was supposed to be going that God created for me to go. So mm. uh, there has to be, um, sometimes if there's something that is born deformed or something that is not uh, uh, growing the way it should, to get that thing back into place and get it aligned, it can be painful. Mm. A finger or a joint that is out of you know, socket to you know, shift it back into socket can be a painful thing. And so uh, one thing that I would say is allow yourself to be rescued. Allow yourself to be mm. taught. Allow yourself to be a person that can, that can take on teaching and don't assume you know everything about the kingdom. Come mm. as a child and be open and allow yourself to be taught and to hear and to listen. And don't fight against people who are maybe telling you truths that your, your flesh and your ideology may reject. Weigh it. Take time and weigh it and think about it. Muse over these things. Don't be so hasty to just reject. And sometimes, you know, um, people don't normally want to be told that they were wrong and the thing that they were in, well, you were deceived or, you know, you weren't taught right. People don't like hearing that. Mm. But there's a reality that that happens that maybe you were taught wrong. Maybe... Um, you weren't given the right information. So be a student. Listen, open your heart to learning about the kingdom and allow yourself to be rescued 
And another thing is sometimes you don't know the real depth and detriment you may have gone through, the real trauma that is still mm. connected to you, that is, you know, you know, you see what I'm saying? So it's like mm. people outside of you can see it clearly, but sometimes mm. you yourself, you know, you get into the auto accident, you know, your body's still in shock. How do you feel? I feel good. The next day it's like, oh man, oh, that's, you know, this is like a delayed reaction. And so, yeah. Yeah, I find that going through the religious experience, Frederick, is like uh, can cause a lot of trauma, and you don't even know how deep that trauma lies, and the experiences mm. that you may have had inside of that. So that's why I say allow yourself to be rescued, and allow yourself to be in an environment where you can be healed, and you're, mm. you're around people in a safe environment that you can be restored and receive the kingdom. Um, so that's the you best know, I can give. No, I think it's important advice. I think one of the things I found, especially in part of my own journey in terms of where I've had to heal, one of the things the Lord said to me many, many years ago was you have to know when, you're, when you need to be a doctor or a nurse with your soul. Mm. And different, having differentiating between a doctor who's there to cut something out in the case of, or, of a requirement to, to operate and a nurse is there to, to, to look after you afterwards um, and to help you in the healing process. And sometimes we reverse the roles. So sometimes we, in, ter in terms of our relationship of our own soul, sometimes we're hard on ourselves when we actually need to be patient <laughs> with ourselves. And then on the flip side, sometimes there's something that needs to be cut out and addressed quickly, and we just want to nurse it. Um, and so I think that there's that's where other people, I think, become really helpful through the leading of the Holy Spirit to help us to know how we should sometimes behave with our souls, how we should manage our souls and, and, and knowing when it's time to actually cut and deal, deal with that issue and knowing when it's time to say, no, this needs, this needs some healing hands. This needs time and this needs care. Um, and I think that, that getting that balance, right, you can't do alone. Um, one of the things I also find interesting is for, for many who have been uh, ver faced various issues within the context of religion, um, one of the challenges for them is that they come out paranoid. Um, and they don't want to see that. They don't want to see that they're paranoid, but they now don't trust anybody, <laughs> you know, because they've been hurt so much, because they've been injured so much. Um, but I think one of the things, and this is why I think there's a difference to people leaving um, religion um, and seeing the kingdom to people leaving religion just for leaving religion. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that we have to be aware of as the ecclesia develops is when people come into relationship with us, we understanding what, what is the reason? Have you, have you really truly been called out? Mm -hmm. Have you heard the kingdom? And are you, are you seeking the kingdom or have you just left? Um, you know, it's a little bit like when in, you know, when the Israelites left Egypt, it says it was a ragtag group of people. It wasn't just Israelites that left. It wasn't just the Hebrew people. There were others that left. Because frankly, if you saw what was going on in Egypt, you'd probably leave too. Um, so it's not a surprise that it wasn't just the Hebrews that left yeah. and were willing to take the journey. So the point, uh, but the reality is many of them didn't complete the journey. So I think it's important to realize that, that, that in, the, in this new 
movement that is leading us into the kingdom and ecclesia and citizenship, people are not leaving for the same reasons. Um, and sometimes people want to tag along, but they need to understand that this is about the direction the kingdom's taking you in. And if if not, you'll be left in the in the in the pool at the poor side of, of regret, at the poor side of paranoia, at a poor side of frustration. Um, because we're certainly not saying that the direction where the Lord is taking us in now, whilst there's a perfecting going on, we're not saying it's all perfect. And um, there's still much more maturing to be done in this new phase of life that we're coming to apprehend. Yeah. Like you were talking about the paranoia, uh, Frederick, I, I liken it to a, a burn victim. You know, a burn victim doesn't know a loving touch from a, a you know, a, a painful one because it's all the same. It's all hurt mm. to them, you know? And so um, you have to know how to address people who have been burned victims, you know, who have uh, been burned. It requires a lot of patience and you have to talk them through certain things like, okay, I'm about to about to move your hand here now, okay? So summons the, the strength and the grit just to move your hand from point A to point B, you know, that it's not those kind of things. And so, um, I was kind of like I was a burn victim, man. I, you know, um, I didn't know a loving touch from a, um, from a, a, a ill-intended kind of brush. Mm, mm, mm. So uh, there's a lot of healing that had to to really take place over time because I was steeped in religion, man, for a very very long time. And um, so you know, some some people come out miraculously. Some people come out little by little over time yeah. but uh, yeah but just being a person who would now listen i do more listening inside of the kingdom now than i do talking and i'm grateful mm. for that mm. so um what do you think now talking about now <clears throat> your experience of coming into the profound understanding of the kingdom what is it that most excites you about it is that it's ever increasing that um that the kingdom is for life it's not for religious institution. It's for, mm. it affects my everyday decisions. It affects the person, Kelvin Chambliss, mm. not me as a minister or me as a teacher or me. No, it affects my life. It's, um, mm. it's pervasive. It covers all <laughs> that. And you talked about when your life was touched, Frederick, how it touched every facet of your life. And that's what the kingdom does. It touches every facet of your life. And so um, there are all kinds of things that change. It changes your value system. So that's what excites me is that I feel at home here in the kingdom. It's like this is where God always wanted to get me. So I look back in retrospect over my pain, over my heartache, all of my suffering, all of whatever it was to get me here into this place, this was God's originally design. And in some cases, hey, I had to break up with myself. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> you have to break up with yourself. Or yeah. write, you write, write your own eulogy. There you go. There you go. You know, and so that's, that's, that's the thing there. So I just, uh, the kingdom to me is exciting. It's exciting. Not only do I get to improve, but I get to, I get to see and and have a, a more healthy and a more robust life, and uh, and share it with others that mm. those who uh, may be groping in darkness and don't feel like uh, life can be of value 
for them, um, this idea of the kingdom, this reality of the kingdom is available to them as well. Not just me. I just don't want to get caught into the euphoria of this newfound experience. I want to share uh, with mm. others. I want to demonstrate, you know, not so much the verbal witnessing. Um, uh, I heard it said that you can eat an onion sandwich so good that someone will come up to you and want to bite. So, you know, I want to advertise the kingdom in a way where someone would ask, Kelvin, what are you, what are you doing, man? What's, mm, you know, mm. what is this about your life? And I can express to them about the kingdom and uh, how it's totally unlike church, totally unlike religion, all of those kind of things, which did not satisfy me. It didn't cure my ill. It didn't cure mm. my ill. And what do you think, What uh, if I asked you, what do you think the difference is between the ecclesia and the church? Because we know, we know, for example, and we've talked about this before, that we know that one of the dangers with this unfolding, the, the concept of the ecclesia is that if people don't truly change from within, they'll end up repeating church in the ecclesia and just calling it something else. But for yourself, when you think about going from yourself discovering the kingdom to thinking about the people of God discovering the the, the kingdom and, and me the meaning of the term called out, what do you envisage is going to be the experience? What do you think the ecclesia is going to look like, not just now, but in a few years' time? Have you thought about that? Mm, about what it's going to be like for people? Yeah. yeah. Or what, what, what do you, what's your hopes for it? Oh, that people come into sight and they, they, you know, they, they know that there is hope and, and they don't have to remain in despair and that their answers to your questions and, and that these things that those who are in darkness has seen a great light. You know, this is our time now. There's no other time we have to wait for. You know, I know that uh, the Jews were waiting on the Messiah and all that kind of stuff. You know, the time is now. The kingdom is here. It is the real world. And, you know, so that is what I see really taking place. I really believe that um, these systems are going to run their course. People's lack of uh, fulfillment is going to run its course. Even people in the world who are wealthy and, and set and secure are going to be looking for answers. It's only going to be found in the kingdom. In the end, the king is going to reign and uh, he's going to reign forever, man. I'm telling you. And so um, people get a, a shot at a real life, a real life of purpose and a real life of hope. So I, I really believe that in this last, in this season and in this time, that uh, the message is really the kingdom, is really the kingdom. So the issue about being called out, the ecclesia being called out, is that the authenticity doesn't begin from the outside in, but it begins from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And so in what way do you feel that citizenship comes into this? Um, because as you know, we've been talking a lot about the kingdom ecclesia and citizenship and the need to know three, but what, what makes citizenship, do you think, an important element of that? Because uh, when, when you are a citizen, it gives you a certain sense of, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say pride or, or but security, not just a sense of belonging, but a real sense of empowerment. That's what I want to say mm. about uh, mm. what citizenship, citizenship does. It gives you a sense of empowerment. 
that you are a part of something and you are in a family, you are in inside of a nation that is real, that will endure, that uh, when you look at the, the failing systems around us, and I don't care what country, what nation you're in, that system is failing, man. It's failing. Mm. And um, to know that there's an enduring kingdom that we're already a part of, and it's just a matter of time where the world is going to see that the kingdom of God will emerge with answers as the, uh, the, the, the mountain of the Lord's uh, house will be set on top of the mountain, that, you know, that we will no longer be in obscurity, but it'll be conspicuous. The kingdom of God will be conspicuous and it'll be evident uh, in, uh, in this time. So I really, I think that there's never been a better time to be a part of the kingdom. I feel that there's never been a better time to be a citizen and to, um, and to enjoy and to explore the benefits of citizenship and to explore um, the realities of the king. You know, when Jesus was calling his disciples, man, they were following the king. They just weren't following the man. They were following mm. the king. And that king was headed somewhere, man. He mm. was headed somewhere. And so that's the thing. So the, the the awakening for me is like really great to just know that you have Jesus who saved my soul. And then you have the Christ who is the is the revealing of the king and his kingdom of which I am a part. Mm. But, I think certainly one of the things for me that, that really strikes me as, as very exciting is what happens when as soon as people begin to embrace citizenship it will begin to even more so unlock the commonwealth within people mm. and and we will begin to see that cross fertilization um across cross communities you know there will truly will be a border will, will be borderless communities because there there won't be and i know the apostolic network was one for bringing this idea of borderless communities but the problem with it, it was borderless communities, but locked in a border called the network. <laughs> so, so what happened was, was there was still some degree of ring fencing. <laughs> you know, it was just a, it was just a wider ring fence. That's all it was. But the thing about citizenship is because it's an identity, um, and it's an identity that's linked into the idea of of the city state, linked into the idea of seeing uh, what Abraham looked for. You know, uh, the, the city who's built, looking for a city whose builder and maker is God, who's the architect of it. Um, this idea that we, through Christ, are able to perceive that city and the manifestations of that city we can bring into our sphere, I think lead, leads us on a very interesting adventure that releases Commonwealth in our communities, causes a cross-fertilization, and, and I think it's part of the way in which the kingdom responds to addressing religion. It's part of the way of the kingdom responding to addressing denominationalism. Because when you, when you can't control a people who know themselves and know one another, yeah. you can't control them. <laughs> you know, um, and, and so what's going to happen, I, what I see happening is the, not only the unlocking of the commonwealth amongst the people, but a, a complete reshaping and reconfiguration of leadership. So we move away from these sort of local um, territorial leaders, uh, you know, controlling their flocks. It doesn't matter what size they are, just controlling them yeah. to a more dynamic civic leadership. 
mm-hmm. um, who actually are more focused on representation um, and less focus on on you know how much how much of the flock they own when all the flock belongs to Christ. So it it's it will be more and and we're experiencing it. You know we are we are beginning to merge and share and cross fertilize and and engage and and that f- is flowing out to a broader community. And you can't you can't stop that. You can't stop that. Um, when certain ideas, you know, I can't remember the term. You might be able to remember it, but it talks about you. You can't stop a man. I think who's got a certain idea or a concept. I can't remember. There's a yeah. a quote. That basically is when people have a concept or an idea and they've incarnated it, you can't stop it, basically. And that, for me, is really exciting about kingdom ecclesia and citizenship. Now, once it's fully embraced, once it's captured, once it's inculcated and incarnated, you can't stop it. Um, And that's why I can see in the New Testament, the only way of stopping it was martyrdom, was death. Um, Because of that, once the people capture it and they're walking in it, um, it causes a huge amount of destabilization to any system around it. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, it's very powerful and it's God's way and method of bringing the kingdom into the affairs of the earth. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's exciting because I think we are in a, play, a space where we have the technology. Um, we've just come out of a few years of COVID um, where there has already been a, a challenge to the systems of religion. Um, some people have obviously gone back into it, but others have, have put their head, their head over the parapet and are saying there must be something more than this, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, and as a result, that's created opportunities for people to inquire for, for curiosity and investigation that's leading them out into this space, which we call the called out space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if we can, in the next few years, support really the God's agenda, which is nation building, not denominational building, yeah. um, then I see us, I see the next generation having a very, uh, a much more dynamic life to live mm-hmm. um, and, and a much more real life of liberty um, than what previous generations have had to face and some of the abuses and challenges that have come along, along with that. So saying all of that, Kelvin, I just want to thank you. Um, it's really been a really good podcast. Um, there's you. much learning. I'm sure viewers are going to listen, are going to, take away some real important nuggets from it. It's going to help them. Um, and the truth of the matter is, it's knowing your journey that helps uh, with Christ, that helps people to understand and, and helps them on their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that these fireside chats are really important for that because so often people want to know the, the message, but not necessarily the messenger. It's true. Um, and, and actually the, the message is, is ingrained in the messenger. The messenger has, has had to live through the experience of every detail. Um, so I just want to thank you for coming on this podcast, taking the time out. Um, I've had the privilege to know you for a short while, and I've enjoyed every moment of it, uh, knowing yourself and your wife, Brenda. Um, I'm just really thankful that you're, you're on this platform, on this channel. And also there'll be obviously more round tables with some of the other guys which I think we will um, have even further conversations and, and hopefully our viewers and our listeners will, will be edified from that. Yeah, I'm sure they will. You know, Frederick, I'm, I'm really glad that you are doing what you're called to do with uh, the idea of, of, of citizenship, bringing that to the body of Christ, exposing it, building what you've built. Um, uh, I could say the same. My life has been upgraded, uh, as I'm sure many of us have, by 
by those of us who know you and have gotten a chance to to meet your son Joshua, who was uh, was quite a young man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'll tell you, man, he's quite the young man. And so, uh, <laughs> but it's very, very good to be here with you, Frederick. And we just pray that these things that were shared about my my life would would do just that, that it would mm. bring people into the kingdom. And um, I'm telling you, this is the best place to be in the world, in the kingdom of God. So thank you again. Brilliant. Thank you. Right. So I'm going to put, I had a message that came up on here. Your browser lost connection to your mic. Okay, that's fine. Make sure you have the right mic selected and closed. Yeah, that's okay. I think that's because I'm my admin is on my desktop. Okay. Um, and the admin is the one that I'm using. Uh, let me end the recording. Thank you for joining our fireside talk about the kingdom. My name is Frederick Tobin, and I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to continue to receive fresh insight into the kingdom, click the notification bell to follow us. For further information about the kingdom, visit our website, www.unlockthekingdomwithinyou.com to download your free ebook. See you soon.